the Hit the Light podcast featuring Big Frog and Michael Castleberry is on the air. Covering classic metal and comedy from San Diego, California. So now sit tight and hit the light. The Hit the Light podcast is recorded live and uncensored. Big Frog in particular is not politically correct, so please don't be offended. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hit the Light podcast with me, Big Frog, and... And I'm uh, Geezer Castleberry. Geezer, Ca- Geezer Castleberry. I fucking feel like a geezer. Yeah. Geezer. Every time I get up in the morning and my knees creak. And, yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, yep. <laughs> yep. All right, so this week we're going to be doing uh, probably the first of who knows how many parts of Black Sabbath. Um, figured this is a good way to stretch out our... Uh, our uh, episodes, it's right? Kind of band that we can talk about for probably four hours, yeah, and rest and then yeah. cut it up in an hour, <laughs> right? For sure. But before we do that, we're gonna get into a little bit of the current events, the metal news, and um, this time it's pretty much about. Um, well, we got tickets for Kiss. We did get tickets for Kiss. That's I keep saying we keep having like Kiss updates. Yeah. Week. Yeah. But uh, but it's the farewell thing or we, whatever. We spent we spent uh, about three quarters of an episode being like fuck the version of Kiss with Tommy Thayer and now yeah. we got tickets. So right, we're not above being yeah you know, pandered to. But it's, they they got me with the farewell thing because I actually believe it. You know? Yeah. Because... I think we talked about that before. They're fucking old. Yeah. This isn't like before where they still had something in the tank. Like, I think... I'm just... I'm there for the stage show at this point. Right. saying the stage show is going to be sick as fuck and like... Right. Unlike anything they've ever done before. Yeah. And there's so many rumors surrounding like, oh, is Ace going to open for them? Maybe Ace is going to do a pop-in. Ace lives in San Diego. Maybe Ace would pop in at the San Diego show. Right. Yeah. You know... But now all of a sudden, Vinnie Vincent is running around and he's been wearing his onk makeup. Right. Yeah. Live shows again. Yeah. People are like, maybe Vinny's gonna pop in. Wow, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's be, not gonna fucking happen. Yeah, that's that's totally Vinny. Like the, it's not, it's, it's not up to Kiss level uh, paint. First off, like Vinny, like have you seen the pictures of? Vinny? Yeah, and it just looks like someone dressed their fucking kid up. As yeah, Vincent for Halloween. Their big old fat kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're they sixty five year old child. Yeah. Um, but it's it doesn't look good. But you know, I'm happy for Vinny Vincent to be out and doing something. And yeah, sure. Vinny seems happy. You know, um, he probably gets some pussy out of it or whatever it is. Whatever he is. Yeah. You know. So I, hell yeah. Vinny's fucking weird. I think Vinny's evolved beyond. Yeah, he might. Yeah. Pussy at this point. See some some of that some of that Egypt shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like on one hand, I know you're like you, it's one on one hand I understand you rooting for him. On the other hand, the, just the entire concept of Vinny Vincent getting pussy at this point is super gross. Yeah, probably so. Like, it's not gonna be top shelf. Yeah. I w- I wonder if he's gonna bust out those old pink Jacksons and you know because he had his own model. He had yeah. the Vinny Vincent model, which is. Which was a big deal at that time to have your own Jackson model was huge. Oh, I, yeah, I don't have one. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> It'd be a three-string. 
One thing, yeah, <laughs> yeah. One thing that I noticed, man, that uh, really kind of, I don't know. I mean, I, whatever. Uh, in some of the appearances that Kiss has been doing lately, they were on Good Morning America, they were mm-hmm. on James Corden, they were on uh, America's Got Talent or whatever. And for uh, for the James Corden episode, they have him sing, right? Yeah. Which he's a funny guy and, and whatever. He does that carpool karaoke shit, yeah. it's funny. Uh, and he's, he's wearing his makeup yeah. and he's basically singing uh, rock and roll all night about like from an old guy who just wants to do it like one time and then go to bed early yeah whatever 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 not a big fan of uh, have parodies, parodies and, and parodying yourself yeah well you know here's that's the thing is I like Weird Al Yankovic mm-hmm. Weird Al Yankovic is the kind of guy like he, he I think he spoils you to an extent like if you enjoy it and listen to it and go oh he le- he writes legitimately funny lyrics right he works hard on this yeah. yeah he works really hard on it and he has an incredibly fucking good stage show yeah like he's got more costume changes than fucking Madonna yeah. and shit like yeah. he he puts on a show right I, I've seen him live before oh wow and he puts that a ton of effort into his shit but then like you realize that like after him there's like a steep oh, yeah. drop off when it comes to parody oh yeah and it gets real bad real quick hell yeah I mean who else is there that yeah I don't think anybody that's really... nobody that's worth it but YouTube has enabled anybody to do it oh terrible yeah terrible oh, yeah, of things you know and yeah. it's like Things that don't need to be parodied. Right. Like when they're, yeah, remember that Friday video? Yeah. Friday oh, yeah. When people are doing a parody of that. Yeah. It's like, it's already a bad song. Right. It doesn't need another a right. parody. And most of the parodies are probably, I thought of one funny line, yeah, so I'm going to try to write some other shit around it. Yeah, that's like so when you I can hear my funny line. That's like when a, <laughs> it's like when a comic comes up with a catchphrase before they have jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Can I say it like that? Oh. There you go. But but the one that fucking pissed me off a little bit was the um, on America's Got Talent. They were playing the Detroit Rock City, yeah. right? And then like um, it's it's uh, during the little interlude part, but then it's still going on like during the solo. They're introducing the judges, right? <laughs> and Kiss is like playing in the background, and they're introducing the judges, and it's just like, wow, that's lame. That's pretty yeah. lame. I didn't yeah. watch that. Yeah, it was so, pretty bad. That's so crazy. that's weak. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, I'm gonna go. It's gonna be fun, you know. Yeah, it's, it's what it is. We're gonna yeah. have a good time. We're yeah. gonna play all the hits, all the songs that we like. Um, it ain't gonna matter that Paul Stanley can't sing anymore, right? Because the crowd covers up for that. Yeah, he'll take, he'll he'll maybe he'll pull like a, you know, a Halford and take chorus. Yeah, take choruses out. Yeah, so the crowd can sing the chorus at this yeah. point. You know, I mean, I've seen that uh, when I was in high school. My friends, I think I talked about that story before. Yeah. My friends were in the Battle of the Bands, and they were an instrumental band. Right. Um, well, during the Battle of the Bands, they're an instrumental band. They played, majority of the stuff they played was their own original 
instrumentals mm. that mm. they played. But then they play like a couple Metallica songs in there. Mm. And they played Enter Sandman. Mm. And it's one of those deals they didn't have a lead singer, mm-hmm. they didn't need one. Like everybody right. knew the words to Enter Sandman. So right. the second yeah. they played Enter Sandman, you had a room full of singers. High school students <laughs> singing every single lyric for Enter Sandman. Right. Yeah, you could totally do that. Yeah, he could totally do that. As long as he has his, his voice good enough for his rants <laughs> in between, you know, I'm going to need to hear all those. I, you know what? It's funny because on one hand, I do need to hear him. On the yeah. other hand, um, if he didn't do it, we'd be like, what the fuck, dude? They're, the, they're the, easily the worst part of when you listen to like a oh. Lives. Oh, for sure. I was actually listening to their, um, they have a collection thing. It's like Kiss live 1975 to 2000 right like that and it has like kiss alive one two and three on it right and they have but the thing is is some of those tracks it seems like they're outtake ones like they're different from what was on the uh the original release of it okay and then they have stuff like for some reason it's like alive too but maybe uh one of the songs on it will be when they're playing it during their 1999 tour or something. Oh, it's that's kind a trip. Of, it's fucking bizarre. But I can't remember which one. I was flipping through them the other day, hmm. and it's like Paul Stanley at his most. Paul Stanley is like, now how many of y'all like here to, uh, here like to see naked ladies? And, it's like, <laughs> and I think it was for the, the song "Take It Off" or something. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, shut up, dude. That's hilarious. That's like the, I just I know he's trying to play up that rock star thing, but I think the thing that I hate the most, like I can't get down with ever, mm-hmm. is when dudes wanna talk about like pussy and looking at chicks and stuff. Uh-huh. Anytime you like a, a hot chick walks by and right. a dude notices it and they try to make the eye contact with right. it, and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> 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 Yeah, because that used to be the thing to do. Yeah, well, it's like uh, the creepy dude that always has some shit to say. Like uh, a friend of mine years ago was telling me he was at the gym and some teenage girls were going by and this old guy comes up to him and just goes like, you know, the thing about high school girls is they know everyone wants to fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just at, well, at the he gym. Lying. <laughs> <laughs> he's at the gym like, uh, what the fuck? Yeah. And it's, that's, you know. Yeah, that's hilarious. You know, the thing about the rants that's so funny is that there's such a thing that, like, the tribute dudes do it, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they get, they have, they make their own that are, you know, in the style. In the style. Yeah, and, and yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's hilarious. Oh, no, it's a very fun thing to do. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> like, I don't know if you ever used to watch uh, Metalocalypse. Oh, uh, um, I watched a few, but I never really got into it. There, uh, they had uh, Doctor Roxo, the rock and roll clown. Yeah, and he was kind of an amalgam of David Lee Roth and uh, Paul Stanley. Okay, so he kind of reminded me of both of them. Yeah, you know, he's on stage. I'm Doctor Roxo, the rock and roll clown. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, hilarious. So speaking of uh, Kiss adjacent, uh, yeah. Ace's long-awaited Spaceman album dropped right. a couple weeks ago. Right. Um, 
you had, I think it sounds like you had a different first impression of it than I did because you listened to that shit on shuffle. Yeah. So you heard the tracks out of order. Right. Right. And then I went back, I went back at your recommendation and heard of, heard of in the right order. And, um, yeah, uh, Probably it probably wasn't the best order. I don't think. Well, it starts off with like three love songs. Yeah. That yeah. Going by the track listing they had on there, I feel like Bronx Boy was probably the strongest. That was right. a single they released ahead of time. Right. I think that probably should have been the first track because you want that. You want that first track to hook you. Right. And the first track on Spaceman didn't really hook me. It, yeah. it had a cool bass lick at the start, and then it just like I miss you. I'm on the road. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Now the, when I heard it the first time, the first one, the song that they played was uh, Quantum Flux, yeah. and I thought that was an interesting way to start the record. But I wasn't really thinking of it <laughs> like that. And that's I, the that's the closer. Yeah, yeah. That's the fractured mirror for this year. Yeah, it's his, this year's Fractured Mirror. Yeah, he's got a bunch of them. Before that, his solo album had Fractured Mirror, which is a very well-known instrumental. Right. And then when he went solo after that, when you know he had like Fractured Mirror 2, yeah. 3, and then he stopped calling them all Fractured Mirror. Right, but they still kind of were in they the have same a very, They have the same feel. Yeah, they do, yeah. So, um, I'm not, honestly, I was really excited about this album because mm-hmm. the cover album was fun. Right. Um, I liked, uh, Space Invader, mm-hmm. his album before that, mm-hmm. uh, was really, really good. And then, Ano, I think his Anomaly was the one right before that, was also really, really solid. Right. And this one didn't grab me, and this is the one I was kind of ex- the most excited about. Right. I mean, I think it's just that's that fucking marketing. It's you know he they they called it spaceman. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh shit, he's he's claiming it, right? You know, yeah. And there's like, you know, for Ace Freely album, the name spaceman. There's a distinct lack of space themes. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I think what is it? Just like Mission to Mars, or something right? Like that is like, right, which is a badass song. No, I enjoyed it. Like I, I said, once Bronx Boy. Which is like the fourth track. Yeah. It kind of picks up around there. Yeah. There's some pretty good rockers there. Right. You know, and then it it finishes strong, but it it opens weird to Mm -hmm. me doing Mm -hmm. the three love songs in a row. Yeah. Which. Yeah. I'm getting a little tired of old ass rockers settling down and writing fucking songs about their wives. Right. You know. But the funny thing is that on, on this one, there's like. A lot of it is like he's a kid again. Like yeah. he's writing, like you know, uh, Bronx boys. Like you know, he's talking about like street fighting and shit like that. And fucking, that I'm imagining that's something he hasn't done in fifty years. Yeah. Well, he's he's just singing about his background, yeah, and what he came from, and that's a thing that that's that was kind of an interesting dynamic of the original Kiss was. Um, on top of the fact that, you know, Ace and Peter, they just had that kind of bond of other stuff. Mm-hmm. They grew up very differently yeah. than Paul and Gene. I mean, according to them. Yeah. But they kind of grew up in the more rough areas yeah. of New York. Totally. And they were, you know, they ran with street gangs mm-hmm. and got into fucking brawls and shit like right, that. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, one thing that uh, 
that I noticed, well, a couple of things. One, like you mentioned earlier, his voice sounds good still. Like, it, he still sounds like he used to Well, sing. yeah, he sounds like... He's Not that he's a great singer, like but he but sounds good. But that's the upside to not having what you would consider a classically strong voice. Right. Is you also don't really fucking lose it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and um, one thing that, uh, that um, he's really, really, like, put it this way. Like you said, the album, like, Song for Song is probably not as strong as like Space Invader. Mm -hmm. But right now, he's fucking soloing at a really fucking high level. That's true. You know, and I think like, I mean, you know, for me, like this is a dude, he's 67 years old. He's kind of, you know, just trying to stay relevant or mm -hmm. whatever, you know. And like, for example, the solo on, on a mission to Mars, mm -hmm. to me, I'll take that solo over like any slash solo. Yeah. You know, it's just better. He's he's just a better guitar player. So that is still evident, you know, and I and that's what I'll listen to the album just for that. Yeah. You know. Um and and the the few tunes that I like, you know that like like pursue your rock and roll is kinda of corny, but it's corny in a cool way. It's yeah, no, he Ace really flourishes in that corny and a fun way. Yeah, you know, rocking with the boys, that reminds me of like some, it's that, just, that could have been any hair metal band from the 80s. Well, rocking yeah. with the boys, um, that's the one that I'm kind of like, it just, it's like hard rock Beth. Yeah, it's it is. Same, it's exactly hard rock Beth. It's the exact same concept, right. it, but he rocked it up a little bit mm -hmm. more. And, uh, and I'm not a huge fan of that one. Yeah. Because it's, you know. It's, yeah. But it's I'm a, rocking with the boys. Yeah, like, it's just like okay. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. You're almost seventy. Yeah, your wife isn't worried about you fucking chasing pussy at this point. But the thing about <laughs> about this record is that you could like, if you found this in a in a in a bin somewhere and you threw it on and somebody told you, oh yeah, it was recorded in 1978, you'd be like, well, all right, yeah. that could be. You know, so when people say like, "Oh, they don't make music like that anymore." No, Some they do, like they do. I yeah, mean, they're just they're old dudes doing it. Yeah, and yeah. they do in other ways. It just sounds. That's the funny thing is when, uh, like you said, it's like, "Oh, they don't make they don't make rock music like that yeah. anymore." Well, they do. One, yeah. old guys are still making music. Yeah, but then you have bands like Greta Van Fleet. Yeah, that are playing seventy yeah. style rock. Right, but it it all feels. Um, not genuine. Yeah, totally. Yes. Like I can't listen to them. I try. I gave it a shot. Yeah. It's just it's a little too derivative. Oh, it's very, very Zeppelin. Yeah. It's one thing to have like, oh, I want to have like a more retro vibe, right? Or something like that, like like the sword, for right. example. Right. They had kind of like a old school metal sound, and then their last couple of albums, they went into a more hard rock direction. Yeah. And it kind of sounded like it kind of had a 70s rock vibe to it, but it had like modern sensibilities also. Right. And it felt like something they wanted to do. Yeah. Just them trying something versus, you know, bands like Greta Van Fleet just sounds like they're trying to be Led Zeppelin. Right. They sound, they sound like a Led Zeppelin tribute band. Right. That on, right on, every, on every instrument. It's not like 
Well, just the singer sounds like Robert Plant. No, it's, it's everybody yes. sounds like it. So it just, like I said, it sounds like a tribute band that started writing their own shit. Right, right. And whereas, you know, other bands that have that more retro sound, I did enjoy. Like, I, you know, they kind of seemed to vanish off the face of the earth for a while there. I haven't heard them in a while, but like a Wolf Mother, I mm-hmm. enjoyed. And they had kind of that that 70s blues rock sound right. but they didn't sound like they're trying to be Led Zeppelin exactly you know like uh, Airborne mm-hmm. they kind of, they're very reminiscent of ACDC mm-hmm. but it's it's done in a way that it doesn't sound like they're directly just trying to rip ACDC it's just, right it's you, they have their influences there right totally and that's alright that's cool I mean that's a lot of things uh, the, the cool thing though is like for like let's say if you have one dude who's just totally into Tony Iommi, mm-hmm. right on. But then his singer in the band shouldn't sound like Ozzy. Yeah, you know it, it should it should be something or like, or Dio. Yeah, you know. Yeah, or just Tony Martin. Have him sound like you know, <laughs> Halford. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> the thing is that's true though. But yeah, we when you start. Getting in there where you have the okay, we got like that Iomi sound, yeah, that, that vibe, and then you have a guy droning like Ozzy. Now right. you're a fucking Black Sabbath knock. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty uh, much. So let's see. Uh, speaking of tickets, uh, we did. Uh, we got the. We're seeing Ghost. Oh yeah. Next Monday. That is gonna be. I mean, that's gonna be an update for next week too, and see how that concert went. Um, right. I'm gonna have to get um, familiar. Maybe I'll I'll just I'll get the new record. I'm sure they'll play a lot of it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'll see what, what what's up with that. So I know some of the songs because I don't really know Ghost. I've seen them, but uh, they opened for Iron Maiden this last time, yeah. and they were cool. And I don't even think it's the same dudes. It's the main dudes, the same dude. Yeah, the main know. singer is the same dude, but I, there was some sort of contractual dispute. The other yeah. the only backing band, as far as I can tell. Yeah. Um, uh, not sure it matters. The dudes that were there before were not like you know, uh, dripping uniqueness or anything. They're oh, good though. The, well, they, they were all solid. Yeah. Players. Right. I mean, that's the thing. The thing was though is that the whole point was for them to be interchangeable. Right. Like they they all they're the faceless ghoul. Well, it worked. They're, not, <laughs> they're yeah. not the stars of the show. Right. It's right. And, well, that's the funny thing is I couldn't even. I, I can't even tell you the singer's real name off the top of my head, right. even though it's been exposed at this point. Yeah. Because even he didn't, like, he he made himself the star of the show, right. but he created a character. Right. And then with each album, he creates a new character. Right. It's a different, you know, it's a different Papa Emeritus yeah. every single album. Okay. So it's that's his whole thing, is that at a show, they'll suddenly do, like, you'll never know when it's happening right they don't announce it ahead of time but then they'll have like the changing of the guard happen where they'll have you know some extras drag the old the old pope off right and debut the new one right type of thing and it's just him switching out costume real quick or something like that you know what's funny that at the concert uh, one thing that I guess they didn't get where are they from Oh God! I think like Sweden. I think they're. I think they're Finland, Finland or something. Yeah. One um, thing that they didn't get, I guess, like if you if you uh, like if you go to um, let's say you play in London, right? Uh-huh. You're from some somewhere else, and you say, 
uh, scream for me, London, and then ah, and you say Very like Bruce the Dickens like the arena, <laughs> scream for me, Hammersmith, ah, yeah. scream for me, England, ah, yeah. right? Here he was like, uh, we were. It was in San Bernardino, right? Mm-hmm. So he was like, uh, uh, scream for me, California. Ah. It was like, scream for me, San Bernardino. Ah. <laughs> it was like, scream for me, America. They're like, what the fuck? I don't think this guy, like, the, the dynamic just isn't the same, I don't think. I don't know why. Yeah. But it, it just sure isn't, you know? But that was one thing that Swedish, made me laugh. They're Swedish, yeah. okay. But that is funny. That's, well, that's the thing is, I mean, you got to understand that. Like, I'm sure someone filled them in at some point. Yeah. The, it, America's such a big country, it's not the same. Like, British people, like you, you know, obviously they associate with their city yeah. and stuff, but they're all very fucking British. Yeah. It's, you know... You fucking yeah, scream for me, Great Britain, right, and yeah. they will fucking go nuts. Yeah, you say scream for me, America. Yeah, in California. Yeah, like, some people aren't happy with America. <laughs> but like, that's the thing is, you know, they need to learn that dynamic. That yeah, in the U.S., people identify by their state first. Yeah, for usually, when if someone asks someone where they're from, yeah, if you go international, they're probably gonna say California. For sure. Or something like that. Yeah. You know, and and then assume you know that California is a state in the United States of America. Right. We're fucking dicks like that, too. Yeah, that's like, true. We, we never just go like, oh, I'm from the U.S. Yeah. You know, you just, what, where are you from? San Diego. Right. You know. Yeah. You you, need, you know where that's at. There. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we used to have a football team, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be cool. But, um, oh, we got an announcement for the Aussie. So it's going to be in... July. 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 It's a long time from now. But the opener is going to be Megadeth, which is cool. That Cooler is than Stone Sour. Huge, huge trade up. Yeah, me. yeah. I, it, that is an almost immeasurable trade up for me. Yeah. Because we're going from Stone Sour, which I do not like. Right. Really, in any. Well, okay. I like Corey Taylor. Okay. I think he's a really good vocalist. Okay. I don't like pretty much the majority of Stone Sour's catalog. Okay. But they did put out a couple of, um, like, uh, cover albums. Mm-hmm. And the covers are really solid. Mm-hmm. Because Corey Taylor's a really good singer. Mm-hmm. So I kind of enjoyed that and hearing him singing, um, you know, Metallica and Slayer and right. stuff like that. And he was on the Dio tribute mm-hmm. and sang Rainbow in the Dark and did right. really, really well. But overall, I'm not gonna fucking enjoy a Stone Sour set. Yeah. Like, I'm just gonna, it's just fu- this fucking thing that's happening while I'm there. Right. And I'm not gonna pay attention at all. <laughs> at fucking all. Yeah. And they went from that to a band that I fucking love. Right. So it's like, holy shit, dude. Like, the last time, you know, that that's a two for one for me at this point. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, I would probably, I mean, if this weren't Ozzy's farewell, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have fucking bought a ticket. Yeah. I don't need to see Ozzy live mm-hmm. at this age. Mm-hmm. I've seen Megadeth live, you know, 
I, I can't say it's not even fairly recently anymore. Time just fucking flies like that. Right. But Megadeth still fucking kills it. Oh yeah. Um, so it's gonna be interesting watching Ozzy try to follow Megadeth now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but and then the sh- the shredding factor went up immeasurably. <laughs> in that in that uh, yeah. in that trade. But uh, yeah, so uh, that ought to be good. And uh, and yeah, hopefully, knock on wood, everything. Uh, Thing holds out. out. It's gonna be sick for Megadeth. I mean, yeah. Megadeth is—they're killing it again. They've yeah. been killing it live. Yep. You know, you got half of the classic lineup. Yeah. Because Dave Ellison uh, rejoined the band a few years back. Right. Um, but uh, so yeah, that's gonna be fun. And Ozzy, we're gonna see how Ozzy does. Yep. Um, I'm gonna have fun. I mean, I always like Ozzy. Uh, I've never, I never had that. That period where I was like, "Fuck Ozzy." Nah. No. Nah. I might not have cared. I, he might not have. He may have slipped into a realm where he wasn't gonna be like a day one. I'm gonna buy this album. Right. Thing. But yeah. I, he's got enough goodwill in his back catalog for me. For sure. To be like, he can do whatever you want. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, I mean, you know, I I watched him. You know, wear like blue sequin fucking gowns and shit. <laughs> whatever. All right, I was like, fuck it, you know, whatever. You saw like, he had blonde, uh, frosted hair and all that shit. Whatever. I mean, I figured, you know, I figured Sharon was driving the bus at that point. You know, I don't so, think, I think cocaine was driving that Well, that's, that's true too. That, I mean, cocaine forget and about it. Yeah, that is. Yeah, That's no. a good way to segue into Black Sabbath, the Granddaddies. Yes, the because OGs. you know that's one of the bands that you can actually like chart their albums and their uh, drama mm-hmm. according to their drug usage. <laughs> you know, like the first two albums were they were pretty. You know, I'm sure they were partying and shit, yeah. but they were. Birmingham party, you know, and then the third album is basically there. Now we've been on tour in the States. Yeah. Now we've been smoking weed and experimenting with other things album. And then the next three were the cocaine albums. And then it turned to now we're all doing different drugs and on different trips. And not feeling each other. That's, you know, that's that's the fucking key. If you want to be a drug band, mm-hmm. y'all got to be on the same fucking and, drugs. And you got to party together. You can't have three stoners and a fucking tweaker. In a yeah. Band. That's not going to fucking yeah. work. Yeah, nope. You know, mm-hmm. that's like the uh, old uh, Chris Rock bit, you know, just you and your girl have to like the same shit. Yeah. You know. Yeah, totally. Uh, a church girl and a fucking cokehead. Aren't gonna fucking work out. <laughs> you know. Two cokeheads will stay together forever, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And that's the thing, man. Is you gotta be, you know, like, you know, if you're all fucking, you know, on coke or whatever, fine. You can at least you're on the same level with that. If you're all fucking tripping on acid, you're kind of all on the same level, right? You know? And you know, that's like you said, they started going in radically different directions with yeah. drug use, and Ozzy yeah. went. Full Ozzy everywhere, yeah. And then those last couple albums, man, they're they're all over the place. It's a band that probably needed to break up. It's um, 
it's I only get really I, he got really obsessed with uh, uh, Queen and the mm-hmm. production values mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I guess he was like when, during those recording sessions he was just saying like oh we need to make it more, sound more like Queen would say and do it and this yeah. and that and they're like we're, we're fucking black yeah we're, we're not Queen, queen. yeah and <clears throat> yeah he's got I mean more power to him. He's got a lot of love for Brian May. Oh, yeah. I mean, Brian May's coming and done solos on Black Sabbath albums mm-hmm. later and shit mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, that's a lot of people didn't like that. They didn't like when Sabbath started sounding too clean and too polished. And, right. And it's like you're kind of hitting this, this sound that's, it doesn't seem like it's you anymore. Right. Whereas before they had such a, has such a distinctive sound that they invented pretty much an entire genre of music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting in the sense that, you know, you don't get that a lot. No. You don't. It's, <laughs> that's, I mean, here's the thing. Like, when you talk about most influential bands of all time, right? it's got to be Black Sabbath. Because, you know, the Beatles were influential, but... They had, you know, they, they just played rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And then they started doing drugs. And then they started tripping out and trying new things. Mm-hmm. But they were a rock and roll band. Yeah. You know, so they're playing, you know, they're, they're, their early shit wasn't that much different from the, you know, stuff that was going on in the right. 50s. Yeah. They had more personality and good yeah. looks and whatever it was that, that threw them over the top. Yeah. But you got to, but when you chart that, it's like you chart rock and roll it's real hard to find a very definitive starting point for rock and roll. Yeah. It just, it's a thing that bubbled up and it was this, you know, different styles starting to hit each other. Right. Like some say the earliest rock and roll songs were in the forties. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's hard to find one that you can say, this is where it started. Right. Whereas with, with metal, that first Black Sabbath album, it's is like this very is much. this is so different than pretty much everything that was happening right at that time period. That it's it's like this is a new thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, to an extent, it was yeah they were playing blues based rock. Right. But you had the whole fact, you know, I only fucking cut the tips of his fingers off. Yeah. Had to loosen his his guitar strings to play right. comfortably and created. A totally unique sound, right? Which then they go, "Oh shit, right? We need to capitalize on this sound." And then all of a sudden, it's yeah, let's write let's let's write horror movies, but they're songs, right? You know, and then it's like let's be spooky and dark right. and all that. And that's you know, you have a little bit of that with like with Zeppelin. You have that kind of ooh, are they into mysticism and right. this and that? And totally. And this is the first time like before. I mean, people are always saying the the hot new thing is always devil music mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. everyone. And before it's like this is the devil's music, and you got fucking Elvis shaking his hips, you know, right. and shit like that. And right. then Black Sabbath shows up, and they're just straight up singing about the devil, right? <laughs> you right. Know? Well, you know, and and uh, ironically, that's that's like how I got into them initially ever 
was because, um, you know, I went to Catholic school, yeah. you know, and so rebellion for us, the ultimate rebellion was devil shit. Yeah. You know? I mean, I so, grew up Catholic, so yeah. I, I, I didn't go to Catholic school. Right. But yeah, I went on Catholic retreats. Yeah. And I would be like, yo, dudes, check this shit out. Yeah. And I have my, we sold our souls for rock and roll. Exactly. And I put that on. So you have the other Catholic dudes that are kind of kind of squares, being like, "Oh wow, yeah, this dude, is the evil this, shit." Yeah, exactly. And it's fucking cool. Yeah, you know, and it's funny. But yeah, that's the thing that I got drug on a lot. Right. As a kid, like in high school, I still remember this one. Um, my uh, my mom decided to sign us up for this Catholic retreat, mm-hmm. and she go, she didn't tell me about it. the one thing she says she just says well you know how you're celebrating your birthday I was like what and it was over the summer and I was at this fucking camp called Whispering Winds or something in the okay. mountains. <laughs> and that week of the retreat was the week of my birthday oh dude and it was the week of my 18th birthday oh god and uh, I still remember the thing that stood out I ended up having fun because it was like fucking kids that I went to church with that mm. you know my parents my dad was in the Knights of Columbus Mm-hmm. And he was all involved in that. So it was all the other kids that were the Knights kids. So we went on shit all the time anyway. This was more, this was the first time it was a very religious-based thing. Because before the Knights of Columbus, they're a Catholic men's organization. But then we just go on, like, ski trips and shit. Right. So we go snowboarding up at Big Bear together. Mm-hmm. And then this is the first time like we got stuck in, like, prayer meetings. And, right. And I had a store of It's my 18th birthday. And I've been talking to this chick that I met there. And um, she was pretty cute, and I just fucking huge fucking tits. Uh, <laughs> and uh, she had been flirting a lot. Like, she, we were just hitting it off and talking, and I don't know, at some point, um, we're just talking about something, and then she, like, mentions that she's, like, 13 or some oh, shit. Oh, Lord. And I'm like... <laughs> a week ago, there's that episode of the In Betweeners like that. Have you ever yeah. seen that show? No. Oh, it's hilarious, dude. This is British kids. But anyways, yeah. Um, when uh, when we were in like seventh grade or whatever, there was this show on called The Eagle's Nest, and it was like a, a public access show or something. It was a religious show. And so, like, somebody told me about it, and I was like, eh, fuck that shit, you know, whatever. They're like, no, no, you gotta watch it. He goes, because they get into, like, whoever are the most, like, evil heavy metal bands. Yeah. So that way, like, we'd be like, oh, okay, we gotta check them out. We gotta check that out. You know, whatever <laughs> whatever uh, they would put on, you know. Right now, this shit. Yeah. And this is what's t- corrupting our youth. Let's go get corrupted, guys. Exactly. <laughs> And so at that time, one of the things that was um, a big rumor or, uh, and that they were promoting on these shows was that you could spin certain records backwards and there was devil messages, right? One of the Led Zeppelin albums was one of the ones, and they said um, the first Black Sabbath album, you could something, I forget what it was. Yeah. And so we found the first Black Sabbath album in uh, Ricky's mom's stack of records, you know? <laughs> because, you know, she just had like everything that was like big in the late 60s, early 70s, and that was one of the albums that she had. So 
we listened to it and you know we heard like the song Black Sabbath with the rain and everything yeah. we were like fuck but as soon as that song was over we were like alright now let's try to backwards shit you know try to fucking so we kind of basically like fucked off the experience right yeah um, but really it, we were we were kind of more like this is awesome and spooky and whatever but that shit that they came out with just now yeah. you know heaven and hell is way better yeah. than, than you know and um, and that's where we were in the timeline heaven and hell just came out mm-hmm. you know we went and saw the, um, that movie heavy metal the, the cartoon oh, yeah, movie yeah, yeah. and in in the scene where um, like an army's getting ready to attack mm-hmm. they're playing that E five one five zero during that part, and then as the army like reaches the top and starts coming down, the mob rules comes yeah. in, and, it's, and that was the movie came out before the album came out. That's right. So that was our like introduction to fuck yeah, fucking mob rules. So to us, that was Black Sabbath. Yeah. You know the the shit that was coming out right now, which was bad fucking ass. Yeah. Was, you know they're fucking killer albums. Right, and so. And so from there, that was like 81, 82. I went to Spain in 83, came back in 84. It was like 85, 86, 87, 88, 89 before I started to accumulate all the albums from there back. Yeah. You know, I had the first album and I think I had Paranoid. Yeah. And then I had the new album. But all that middle shit was missing. I didn't discover that shit until way later. Way later. Yeah. How about, like, you were uh, uh, Ozzy-only purist yeah, for... that was just, I mean, I first listened, like, got into Black Sabbath. Um, I couldn't tell you, like, when I first heard them or anything mm. like that. It's one of those things that Paranoid and Iron Man... Or like ever present right on rock radio right type of thing yeah and iron man like everybody knew the riff totally you know so it was like oh man another crazy. riff that a lot of people play wrong yeah yeah but yeah so that was like oh iron man is such a fucking sick heavy song and you know it's <clears throat> my my kind of uh journey for that it goes it kind of just really goes to the fact that when I first started really getting into music, mm-hmm. where I kind of was getting into my own thing mm-hmm. versus like what just happened to me on the radio or what my parents were listening to. And when your parents are listening to something, it's automatically not cool. Right. You never want to listen to your parents' music. Yeah. It's never fucking like, we keep thinking we're going to be the, you know, oh, I'll be the cool parent, like where I'm listening to fucking Metallica and Megadeth and Slayer. Right. And I'm gonna think that's gonna make me cool, and then if I have kids, my kids are gonna be like, oh, "He's listening to that old fucking dad metal." Again. Yeah, like, yeah, totally. And shit. Yeah, he's gonna put on his jean jacket. Fucking dork. <laughs> you know, it's like that's the thing. It's like like Metallica to you know, you know, Metallica for the next generation. Like, if I have kids, it's gonna be like the Eagles for me, where it's like just that. Yeah. That's that shit you're fucking uncle listens to when he's had too many fucking Bud Lights or right. something. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's like, I think I made a crack about that when uh, um, 
one of the members of the Eagles passed away a few years ago. Right. I had some sort of, I made a joke on Facebook about how uh, everyone's uncle is now having a moment of silence. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but, um, so I just started getting into, you know, things on my own. I don't, it's like weird because I can't remember if so long ago how I started getting into stuff. And mm-hmm. it was, I, for the longest time, like the sh- my number one band was Queen. Okay. I, and I, can definitely track that to uh, Wayne's World. Okay. <laughs> you know, like okay. and Rhapsody was on that. I remember liking that song. Right. And it's fun to hear on the radio. And then when, you know, I finally got a CD player. Yeah. One of the first things I wanted to get was Queen's Greatest Hits. Right. So I'm listening to Queen a lot. And then I got like Deep Purple because of Smoke on the Water mm-hmm. and shit like that. So I kind of was like, my you know, middle school, early high school, I was listening to almost exclusively 70s bands. Okay. That's cool. Good education. Which is funny because my dad really wasn't. He Mm. would just kind of listen to what was on the radio. So he wasn't like jamming Black Sabbath or Deep Purple. Right. Or anything like that. Like maybe if like Pink Floyd came on in passing, he'd be like, oh, cool. Yeah. But he wouldn't really tip his hand on like the shit he'd listen to Right. When he was my age, because right. he was fucking high all the time when he was doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so then I just happened to be like, oh, I'm going to get the, the Black Sabbath greatest hits thing. That, that was my, my, my game plan was, mm-hmm. you know, if you can only get a couple of CDs mm-hmm. every couple of months, you get the greatest hits ones. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a good way to like get to know yeah. a band, like, you know, speed dating. So to speak. Yeah, and then you listen to all the hits. Yeah, and then and if it sucks, then you know you don't like that band. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you you know, and then maybe later, then you're like, oh, I'm gonna get an actual like an album album mm-hmm. on there mm-hmm. and see what else is on that album. Right. Well, the thing is with me is when I got that, there's two things I got around that time period. It was we sold our souls for rock and roll. Right. It's been forever in a print. Yeah. And uh, Ozzy Osbourne had the Ozman Comet mm-hmm. around that same time. Okay. And that was, you know, a collection of Ozzy stuff. But right. it also had um, some Black Sabbath shit on it. Okay. So the Ozman Comet had, like, these, like, basement recordings of Black Sabbath and uh, War Pigs on it. Okay. And then they had the, uh, the Randy Rhodes version of Paranoid on it. Right. And shit like that. Right. So I felt like I had a really solid collection of that, and that that became my my map yeah. of what I wanted to do from there. And it, this was pre Napster, so I couldn't just accumulate everything. So right. now I gotta fucking pick and choose. So I'm like, all right, I got. I'm gonna buy Paranoid. Yeah. You know, so I get Paranoid, and almost the fucking entire album is on We Sold Our Souls for Rock and Roll. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, um, so I'm like, ah. I have almost all these songs. Yeah, but this step. But it was still sick. But yeah. I think there's a couple on there. I don't think it had. Um, yeah, I gotta think. It's like well, I have to compare notes on it. But then it's like when we start talking about Sabbath, that's where my uh, my thing for not knowing the names of songs is really gonna come into play. Yeah. Because I didn't have like almost any of these actual albums. 
I had them all on tape, so they're oh, like, yeah. you know, whatever, you know, that one song, or whatever, but I mean, I know all the fucking songs, I just don't know yeah. the names. I think, like, Behind the Wall of Sleep is on that one. Okay. Like, it wasn't on, like, We Sold Our Souls for Rock and Roll right. or something like that. Yeah. There's, like, a couple of Yeah, there's always, a, yeah, there's always a few. But, uh, so I got that, and then it became, my brother got into Ozzy and Black Sabbath also, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just the osmosis of being around me. Right. Uh, not my favorite uh, Ozzy album, but you know. <laughs> right, 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 right. But um, so he we, we would start becoming a thing where I don't know I don't think we we're intentionally like combining our efforts, mm-hmm. but it would be like oh let's get let's pick up some CDs, and then I'd pick up a Sabbath one and he'd right. pick up a Sabbath one. Right. And then I'd pick up one and he'd the pick up so, strategy. So and that became that's sort of how it started becoming like how we started figuring out what our own. Our favorite Sabbath albums were mm-hmm. like I think I got like uh, Sabbath Bloody Sabbath, and then he had like Volume Four, right? Type of thing, yeah. And he would be like, "Oh, Supernaut is the best fucking Black Sabbath song right. ever," like that kind of shit, right? And I was more along the lines of you know like Sabbath Bloody Sabbath and a National Acrobat and mm-hmm. shit like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, we we kind of all realized that, you know, we realized that we enjoy Black Sabbath more than Solo Ozzy. Right. Very early on. Right. You know what's funny is because um, when when Speak of the Devil came out and Live Evil came out at the same time, they're competing albums, right? And with mostly all the same songs on them. And, uh, and, um, I didn't like, I mean, you know, Dio didn't like singing those songs. Yeah. And uh, he, some of the shit he did was over the top with it. Some of it was cool, you know, but some of it I didn't like. Bottom line, I like the Ozzy version of the Sabbath songs better. Oh, yeah. Right? That's the thing is, Ozzy is such a unique performer and vocalist on his own that if you try to... You can't, you know, if you try to sing it like Ozzy did, you just sound like a, an Ozzy imitator. Yeah. And if you try to sing it different from Ozzy, it doesn't fucking sound right. Right. And so it's just a thing, yeah. That's the, weak, that's the weak spot for me is live evil and shit like that. I just don't like a lot of the fucking tracks on it because I don't, I, I love Dio. Right. I don't love Dio singing Black Sabbath. Right. Like, that would, non-deal right. and what's funny is that I don't mind the way because the band plays the songs differently too mm-hmm. and I don't mind that yeah. I like some of the shit that they do yeah. with the, that band with the old shit but yeah this just bad deal just doesn't, doesn't fit it just doesn't fit not, and he didn't care enough to make it like yeah. you know so and other you know and it's it's that's the interesting thing is I've listened to multiple versions of Sabbath songs from multiple singers, mm-hmm. and it just always kind of feels wrong when it's not Ozzy singing. Totally, you know, um, you know, Ian Gillen had his own take on some of them, mm-hmm. which it was okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but the star of the show is the shit he actually sung on the album, right? And I mean, obviously, everybody's going to put a little more effort into the shit they wrote. Yeah. But when, you know, that's the thing that 
chaps my ass when a, a singer joins a band after the fact mm-hmm. and they get bent about singing the old song. Yeah. It's like you joined an established band right. with an established catalog of yeah. fucking huge songs. And you were happy to get the gig. Yeah, so yeah. Don't suddenly, you know what, like, it's like, I love Dio, and it's like, yeah, Heaven and Hell is a fucking sick album. Right. You go out there and only play Heaven and Hell, people are going to fucking get bent mm-hmm. about that. They mm-hmm. want to hear Iron Man, they want to hear Paranoid, they want to hear Children of the Grave. Yeah. And uh, shit like that. Yeah. And then you got to sprinkle in your shit. Yeah. And you know what, for those songs... In particular, if uh, if Dio would have just like even just the performance that he did, if he just did the singing part and left out the yas and ohs and everything in yeah. everywhere, that would have been better. Yeah, you know, I think he like went over the top of it because he didn't give. He's even talking during like I only solo sometimes. Yeah, I'm fucking live evil. So, you know, whatever, but but the but the cool thing is is that those records gave me the interest to go look back yeah. at, at the old shit. And what's funny is is that when I when I left here seventh and eighth grade, I was getting high a little bit. Yeah. You know, I was already drinking, I was getting high a little bit. No big deal. I went to Spain I didn't get high at all the whole time I was there because it would have been like a really big deal, you know, and I didn't want to get like thrown out of the fucking, you know what I mean, or whatever. So I didn't get high at all. And, it, and there wasn't like a whole lot of rap or anything like that. And then I got back and that's when I started getting high for real. Yeah. And that was the same time as I was getting into those, those Sabbath albums where they were high as fuck. Yeah, well, that's a good mix there. Yeah, and I I got into, like, Volume 4 and Sabotage and Sabbath Bloody Sabbath. Like, and we would, like, you know, we would take shrooms and listen to Sabbath, drop acid and listen to Sabbath. It was, like, we really, like, experienced the fuck out of that shit. You guys hang out in a fucking room with a black light. Yeah, yeah, like that. You black, know, you know, black light posters. Black light poster. There was black light posters. Yeah. And the room was blue. Yeah. That's, but, I mean, that's the funny thing is, you know, me and my friends, I, I didn't really get high in high school. Yeah. We still would fucking hang out in my friend Lance's room with the black light on. Yeah. And then listen to Alice in Chains or some shit. Right. It's still trippy. It's still you know, cool. Yeah. It's the funny thing is, is like, uh, this is how I realized I'm probably eternally going to be like a 16-year-old boy. Um, my wife told me to update my uh, Amazon Prime wish list since Christmas is coming up. <laughs> I started picking out like cool fantasy-themed blacklight posters and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, look, and looking at blacklights to hang out. Yeah. Oh, here's a fucking elf on a mushroom. That's like, hilarious. Yeah, and it's like, it's still cool. Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, you know, there, there's a, when, when that stuff was, uh, was coming out, you know, like, um, you know, the Dio wizards and fucking dragons uh-huh. and all that shit, it's like, it was before they could do that shit in movies, really. Yeah. So, like, the, the, like, lyrics and the, and the pictures you would paint would be like, you know, you could imagine yeah. that shit, kind of, whatever. You know, now, they could, they could fucking make movies all over that shit. But, yeah. like, at that time, that was, like, the outlet for that type of shit. That yeah. and games. 
That was yeah. before uh, like uh, Dragon Slayer had come out and mm-hmm. had the really really cool dragon effects and yeah. shit like that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Dio had that dragon on stage before all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, he knew what he wanted. Yep. And it's funny listening to later interviews with him when he reformed Dio yeah. after rejoining Staff and then leaving again. And he's like, we're not singing about dragons and this and that anymore. Yeah. We're moving on. Right. And it's like he went back to it. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. And that was what I think was kind of cool about it. That's I think that's why it didn't jive also. Right. Is... When Dio joined Black Sabbath, he kind of he brought all the fucking wizards and magic mm-hmm. and knights and shit with him from Rainbow. Right. Plugged it into Sabbath. Right. And because know. yeah, it, totally because like the early Sabbath is, you know, there's like, you know, there's the there's the devil shit, then there's like there's love shit there's yeah. insanity shit there's yeah. social consciousness shit yeah you know they 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 covered a lot of bases and it and it was funny that that it was geezer writing a lot of that shit yeah. you know and it's also cool like i said i've mentioned many times the original black sabbath on the original albums they all get writing credit on all the songs yeah I get, like I said, that's the way to keep a band together, and they were together for a long time. Yeah. And what's funny is that they were pretty much instant hits. Like their first album was a hit. Yeah. And they kept on, you know, for for a yes. while. I mean, the funny thing is, is, their first album was a hit, and critics hated it. Yeah. They were shit on by critics, and you know what? If you want to, honestly, sometimes I'm starting to wonder. If you want to get a, a, if you want to get kids to buy your fucking album, mm-hmm. say that the fucking man hates it. Yeah. You oh know? yeah, totally. Because if the fucking critics don't like it, right. fuck them. Yeah. You know better than these fucking jackoffs. Yeah. Stone. Rolling you know? Stone. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we do. <laughs> fuck yeah. Devil shit. And yeah. It's like we don't. The horns aren't a thing yet. So. Right. We don't know what to do yet right. to this music, but we know it's neat. Yeah. And. Uh, which is funny, though. One funny thing is that those, the, the figures that are down, those are the figures that I always missing. So it's strange that he didn't come up with it himself. Yeah. That would, well, that would I, totally make sense. As we all know, Gene Simmons is Gene Simmons, that's right. That's right. Jack off Gene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That fucking, you know, that pisses me off, man. It's just. And it's like you said, every time he claims he invented the horns, he fucking throws up the the, the love, love yeah. thing. He's not even doing a uh, stupid son of a bitch. Yeah. Anyway, I can't wait to go see you. Yeah, totally. Totally. My brother yeah. is excited because, you know, it's like, all right, hey, we got tickets. He's like, cool. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, his I mean, birthday because his birthday is February 18th and they're going to be here like the 9th or something. Right. If, and, if, and if there's any announcements about openers or guests, that's gonna be even like better. Yeah. Hopefully, you know. Unless it's whack. Unless it's yeah, totally whack. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, last time I saw, I mean, here's the thing, man. This is Kiss doing it as them being the the main main attraction. Mm-hmm. They haven't done that in a little while. Right. You know, we talked about how cool it was when we were kids and this and that. But for me, you know, for well, for both of us, I mean, we didn't. You know, we missed Sabbath's prime. Right. Well, right. Sabbath's prime with Ozzy. You right. still were around for, you know, the Dio and shit. Right. That's still, that's that's like a new prime for 
per se. Right. Like they were on their way to help before. Right. Well, here's the here's a uh, funny thing that you mentioned uh, that that missing Sabbath. Because, mm. um, yeah, we, like, we missed the prime of Sabbath. You know, and what's funny is, like, in 81, uh, let's see, how old was I? 12, or thir- 12, getting to be 13, right? Yeah. There was Black Sabbath came, dude. You know, Black Sabbath would deal with Mob Rules Tour. They came, and there was just no fucking way that my mom was gonna let me go see Black Sabbath at 12 years old, you know what I mean? So I fucking couldn't go, you know? And we we were we like uh, we were like lamenting it because we were somewhere all together. Like they took us to the movies or something. We were just like, fuck, we You're gonna go watch Sabbath. They just re-released the Apple Dumpling game. Yeah, go watch that shit. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> but we were like, we'll see them next year. Yeah. Nope. No. There wasn't gonna be no next year. Uh, there, you know, there wasn't gonna be no year after that for for, for that two, for, yeah, you know, and and uh, and then was the whatever the fuck years the uh, seven star years and the fucking um, and then you know coming to uh, to the uh, can't think of his name now the but, singer. Uh, Tony Martin, Tony Martin <laughs> you know, and and uh, during that time, so far as I know, they never came here. You know, they were they were playing like clubs, right? At around that time period, those some of the, those Tony Martin era albums are really fucking good. Yeah, uh, Eternal Idol is fucking sick. Right, and uh, yeah, Headless Cross is fucking sick. Love that shit. They were so far from their commercial prime. Right. And the, the, the thing you had to deal with with Iomi too was every other album he was trying to put out was he's trying to fucking put out a solo album. Yeah. The label well, made, made him call it Black Sabbath. Yeah. It'll sell better as Black Sabbath. Well, yeah. When you do that you kind of dilute the brand. Yeah. And you piss people off who don't you know I didn't like Seven Star. Yeah. And that wasn't supposed to be a Black Sabbath. Right. That, you know, that's why the, And that was my first fucking taste of uh, Glenn Hughes, like I mean, that was like what? Oh, that's that? Yeah, no, I don't like that guy. But you know, it's funny, dude. Uh, <laughs> one thing that's funny is I was watching the other night. Since we're doing this podcast, I'm widening my horizons. Like I'm watching a lot of shit that I normally wouldn't watch, and listening to shit that I normally wouldn't listen to. I'm on a steady diet of like Led Zeppelin, and right now that you know. Which I'm I'm digging it, you know, and uh, and I watched uh, because Phil posted something about you know Glenn Hughes being like one of the few singers that could like make his hair stand up. You know? Yeah, I remember that's where we were both fucking clowning on him right. or something. And I was like, okay, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna watch some shit. So I watched a couple of videos of his, and. Um, he did some shit that impressed me, you know, and, and, you know, and the funny thing is, is that he did some shit that, like, let's say, for example, uh, Black Country Communion or whatever, like, if they wanted to get a new singer and and keep going, that would be hard. Yeah. <laughs> that would be hard to find somebody who could do that. And and another dude who, uh, this is something that we left out kind of thing, because 
we kind of, I, I glanced over uh, Graham Bonnet a little bit in the Rainbow episodes. Yeah. He's another dude that, like, if they wanted to reform Alcatraz without him, I don't know if anybody could sing those songs. No, I mean, I sent, I don't know if you watched it, I sent you a couple of videos of some Rainbow tribute bands. Oh, yeah. And there was one that, it was a 1980 Rainbow tribute band. Yeah. And it was specifically a Graham Bonnet era. Right. Rainbow tribute band. They fucking sucked. Oh, yeah. It was brutal. You know, when he, like, sometimes when Graham Bonnet, like, when he finishes a phrase, when he hits a note to finish a phrase, there's a note that's like comfortably there that most dudes would go to and he doesn't go to that. Yeah. He goes to a, to a higher usually yeah. note and fucking screams it, you know, to where other dudes can hit it, but they're hitting it with like a little weak fucking uh, falsetto. Yeah, and he's it with power. Yeah. That's so, the thing is, he's got, he's got like a deceptive range. Yeah. Because... It's it, it's deceptively high. I mm-hmm. guess it's it's high, but doesn't sound high. Yeah, he's, he's got. A, it's very hard to describe the the it is. voice. It is. It is. And the reason that I noticed that was because I was watching this video of uh, it was called Michael Shanker Worldwide Live. It's from like two thousand four or mm-hmm. two thousand seven, something like that. And he has a singer who handles everything except the Graham Bonnet songs he can't do. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's a trip. And that's also a trippy video because Michael Shanker's like not doing well. Mm. He's like coming out of some some like heroin thing. He's like wearing a hat and sweats and a jacket. Yeah, Michael Shanker <laughs> being Michael Shanker. Yeah, but, um, but getting back to, uh, so my original story was about missing Sabbath during, during Dio. Yeah. So then they were gone all that time, didn't see him. Finally, on the uh, 1999, mm-hmm. I see Black Sabbath for the first time in yeah. LA, right? So that's from first ever hearing them in like 81, first time I ever see them, 99, you know? Yeah. And, and then I saw Heaven and Hell in like, oh, I think it was like, it's like 06. Yeah, like that. And then I saw Sabbath uh, with with you at the at the uh, Hollywood Bowl, and that's all the times I've seen Black Sabbath. Yeah. Three times. I've seen Black Sabbath twice. Yeah. I well, the one thing I I continually kick myself in the ass over is not going to see Heaven and Hell. Yeah. Um, because I. Did not think Dio was gonna die right anytime soon. Yeah, but it was one of those deals because I'd gotten into that era mm-hmm. when they were doing that. Yeah, so I had the you know the heaven and hell you know the uh, uh, the Dio years right. the Sabbath compilation mm-hmm. around yeah. that point, and I think they launched that just ahead of the heaven and hell tour. Right, so they kind of planned that out. Yeah, but. Um, I was like sick, and then I watched like the the concert uh, that they did at uh, Radio City Music Hall. Right. I watched that on TV. Yeah. And then I just for some reason didn't think to go look for tickets. Yeah. And then Dio passed away only a few years after that. Yeah. Really. But um, 
you know, for me it was when Sabbath reunited for the reunion live album, that was 99, um, that was my senior year of high school. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh shit, you know, I've been jamming Sabbath for a little while and since I was a freshman and all of a sudden they're back, Yeah, you know, and uh, didn't see him in 99 or anything right. like that. But I was, it was enough to know that Sabbath was back. Yeah. And they were playing together again. And then they had two, you know, studio songs mm -hmm. on Reunion. And they were really fucking good. And they were getting a lot of rock radio play. So I was like, man, it's going to be sick when they get in the fucking studio mm -hmm. and do a new album. Yeah. And then they finally did, like 15 years later. Right, right. We're basically fucking traveling greatest hits show exactly for over a decade yeah and then they finally cut a new album yeah and i was like you know what i'm fucking seeing them you know mm -hmm. so when they toured for 13 i went and saw them at the la sports arena with my brother right got tickets like immediately type of thing and i'm like going to la right and he was like oh fuck yeah yeah, you know, I think I texted him. I was like, "You want to go see Black Sabbath?" He's like, "Fuck yeah, I do!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we went, and it was funny because we had this. I don't, I can't remember if I've told this story on the the show or not yet. But uh, we're sitting next to this couple. They're kind of fucking dorks. Mm -hmm. Like they're, you know, a couple white white folks in their mid to late forties, mm -hmm. and they seem I mean, they're very friendly, but they mm -hmm. seem kind of nerdy. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, how much were you guys' tickets? And I told them, oh, well, how come my tickets are so much more? Yeah. And they're just talking. They were just very, that, that you know, that overly, you know, the, the overly friendly, nice guy that yeah. your black comics always do in their show. It's like, yeah. hey, guys, like yeah. that kind of thing. They were like that. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, whatever. The people sitting next to me are kind of fucking geeks, but whatever. They seem very, they seem friendly. So we're all waiting, we're waiting, you know, and there's... <laughs> Fucking Andrew WK was the opening act. Oh lord! But he wasn't playing anything. He was a rock and roll DJ. Oh. He had a DJ set where he just sat down, and he was not like he fucking mixes. He just sat there, and you know, just you have to basically sit and watch Andrew WK have fun playing, playing songs. Playing songs. So it's like him just like. I'm not here to rock for you. I'm here to rock with you. And then he'd just play like Motorhead. And then uh, just watch him like rocking out tomorrow. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, this is fucking weird. Yeah. And I don't mind the song choices, but right. it's like when uh, uh, What's His Face in the Beastie Boys was part of the opening act for Metallica. I'm like, yeah. this is weird. Yeah. But, um, so that went on for seemingly forever. Right. Because they didn't have an, an opening band other than that was the, there was, it was, you get to listen to some fucking rock hits. And then, and then Sabbath. Where was this? Just at the LA Sports Arena. Okay. So we're sitting there, and I got my dorky couple next to me, and Sabbath finally comes on, and they open with War Pigs. Mm -hmm. So you're waiting and you're waiting. The, t the tension's building. And yeah. The sirens start yeah. coming. And then you know the fucking guitar kicks in. And it was, I've been to plenty of concerts. This is the first time I've been at a concert where the, the mood changed yeah. immediately. And it was a cool mood. 
like I was like it was literally this the second that song started we're, we had the cheap seats we're in the nosebleeds mm-hmm. but you immediately see a fucking cloud of pot smoke yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and that's the thing and I'm like whoa and the dorky couple next to me they went you know they're still probably pretty dorky yeah they're like hey nice to meet you seat neighbors to yeah. like passing me a joint right like immediately and right. I'm like hey right <laughs> these guys are cool yeah and that's the funny thing man is you know sometimes it's like you get them folks that they seem like they might be kind of kind of dorks yeah and then they'll smoke you out man yeah like, that's the thing is I can't really smoke anymore yeah uh, my wife has a you know I don't I never was super into weed right she gets like super bad headaches when she just smells it oh well but um her aunt and uncle that live up in the Bay Area come uh-huh. down every once in a while. And they, they're they super nice. I love right. them to death. And they seem like the kind of same thing. Mm-hmm. And then they go smoke weed in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you know, I think, like, that's going to be, um, I mean, Sweet Leaf could be a theme song for the 2020s. Right. I think it's going to be just everybody's going to be smoking weed. Like, there's, like, I mean, already... If you just walk outside, you can you can smell weed, you know. Yeah. So that's like uh, that's that's a upcoming thing, I think. <laughs> you know, it's funny about that. Um, the smell of weed is so prevalent when you go anywhere mm-hmm. like these days. Mm-hmm. It's basically I feel like I'm just walking around with my wife, constantly asking me if I just farted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like she's like did you fart I'm like that's yeah. just weed baby yeah <laughs> like, yeah and that's and it's like I mean sometimes I did yeah my like, dad smells weed everywhere and it bums him out it bums him out he, he was maybe he's gonna fucking smoke a little well you know but he won't dude. like it, it, if, according to him he never has mm-hmm. you know and uh, and it's just one of those things, man. It's like an old, you know, the older, old. I mean, I'm already uh, yeah. generation older than you, probably. Yeah. And you know, he's obviously generation older than me. But it's like, you know, they get bummed out by certain things. Some of them, you know, they like that. He, um, I watched him watch the trailer to Bohemian Rhapsody, <laughs> and he was like. Bitter, like, like that pissed him off. He was just like, uh, like, uh, uh, uh. That is so weird. Yeah. And that's the funny thing is, I mean, it's, when you think about like the, the older generation that sees Queen and they're like, ugh. Yeah. This, this damn, yeah. Weird rock and roll music. Weird. Whereas, like, gay. Queen is like the most ubiquitous band in the world yeah that's like they're the jock jams band at the the at you know mm-hmm. the stadium there. flash gordon fucking you know they're highlander that it's like the fucking band that one vision almost <laughs> everyone at least sort of likes oh yeah or they like one of their songs there i've too. never i don't think i've met a single person that's like fuck no i fucking hate queen right you know it's like i've seen people that are like they're overrated yeah. Which, yeah. I'll debate that. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can, you can, uh, I don't see how, no, I don't, I don't see how you can say they're overrated. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, that, well, and that's, and that's another thing. 
uh, with Sabbath is nobody like dabbles in Sabbath. Yeah, you know, you're kind of all in. You're or all you're in, or you're, or you're, you're not. That's, you know, well, yeah. I mean, outside of the person who just knows Iron Man and Paranoid. Yeah, there, there's those. Yeah, but for for people who you know are either you're either gonna throw a CD in your in your deck or you're not. Yeah, well, I mean, know? it's it's like meth. Nobody does a little. A bit little meth. bit. No, no. <laughs> you can't have Sabbath just on the weekends. That's 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 my <laughs> fucking. <laughs> When we used to have this tweaker neighbor, yeah. I mentioned that to him. Like, yeah. You know, fucking Junior seems like a nice guy, but that guy fucking tweaks. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I think he's like a casual tweaker. Yeah. I'm like, that's not a thing. Yeah, and I'm like, Dad, you used to tweak. You know that's not a thing. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's, there's no social <laughs> tweaker. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, every once in a while I have a beer with the guys yeah. and then I fucking decide. Yeah, it's my, it's my meth cheat day. That <laughs> yeah. I do meth and fucking scream at the trees. Like, oh, it's, it's not a fucking, man. you know. But yeah, no, that's the thing. Black Sabbath, you fucking, you either fucking love it or you don't. I, yeah, yep. that's, that's the thing. It's, you know, um, there's bands like that. It's like Insane Clown Posse, which fucking has a oh, direct Lord. fucking uh, connection with the meth. But right. like, it's, you know, I, there ain't nobody that goes like, yeah, I like a couple of Insane yeah. Clown Posse songs. Nah. You either yeah. fucking hate them so, or you do meth and paint yourself like a clown. There's no in between. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, we're like, uh, what do we call ourselves? Blackies? <laughs> Seth. <laughs> <laughs> Something. I'm uh, not touching Sabalos? Sweet Sabalos. I'm the fucking, I'm the white guy of the podcast, yeah. so I'm not gonna touch Blackies <laughs> with a 10 foot pole trying to get, uh, trying to get like, uh. We're the Sabs. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what you call them. No, but, but, um, but I mean, Sabbath, man, there's, Sabbath there's a lot of us. There's a lot. And uh, so much so that we're going to have way more to talk about. And so we're going to end this one here. We'll be back with, I would say, probably at least an old Sabbath episode and Dio and on yeah. or something like that. So um, until the next one, this is Big Frog and Geezer Castleberry. So tune in to the Hit the Like podcast and we're out.